0: Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Psalm 40 is a well-known Davidic psalm that contains some very powerful messianic prophecy that's quoted in the book of Hebrews in the New Testament about Jesus. And so we'll come to the specific wording, but it's about the fact that um sacrifice and offering was not what the Lord desired. And it goes on and um, has some more things that are quoted in the book of Hebrews and applied to Christ. But I'll explain that when we come to it. The occasion for the writing of this psalm is, is unknown, but David reveals some of his heartfelt devotion toward the Lord while calling on him for help. And as I said, it contains some the Messianic prophecy that's quoted in Hebrews. So let's read now Psalm 40. For the director of music of David, a psalm. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord, my God, are the wonders You have done, the things You planned for us. None can compare to you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, "Here I am; I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God." Your law is in my heart. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me, and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head, and my heart fails within me. Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. May all who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, Aha! Aha! be appalled at their own shame. May all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, The Lord is great. But as for me, I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. You are my God. Do not delay. And so David begins um, by saying that he waited on the Lord and was rewarded for his time spent waiting on the Lord. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. And he set my feet on a rock. He gave me a a firm place to stand. That um, setting his feet on a rock is a common theme with David. Indeed, with all of the scriptures, using the, uh, the rock as a metaphor for the Lord. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. And so we uh, we concur with David on all of these sentiments, and then um, David goes on to give a few words, saying essentially the Lord's deeds are beyond comparison. He says, "Many Lord are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare." And so the vast majesty of the Lord is alluded to here. And then David gives the following remarks that are quoted again in, in Hebrews. I'll read the Hebrews quote concerning Jesus. But first from the Psalm, verse 6, 7, and 8. Sacrifice an offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here I am, I have come as it is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. And so the writer of Hebrews pens these words in chapter 10, verses five through nine. He says, Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, and then he begins to quote the psalm, Sacrifice an offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me with burnt offerings and sin offerings you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will. First he said, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them, though they were offered in accordance with the law. Then he said, here I am, I have come to do your will. He set aside the first to establish the second, the writer of Hebrews writes. And so, essentially, the the writer of Hebrews is saying this psalm implies that the the sacrificial system of the temple was not really the lord's highest and best for the exoneration of mankind from their sins it was in fact to give the son of god as a sacrifice and so when he says here i am i have come to fulfill what is written about me in the scroll it's that he would be transcendent for all sacrifices and offerings. He would go far beyond what was possible within the old covenant scriptures, making atonement with his own life. David goes back to describing uh, testimonies concerning the Lord after this. He says in uh, verse 9 in the Psalm 40, I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart, I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your affection from the great assembly. So David is essentially saying that he's a faithful witness uh, to the Lord and the things of God. And then, while confessing his sinful nature in the next few verses, David asks for mercy. He says in verse 11, Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me, for troubles without number surround me, My sins have overtaken me, and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. And so the sins are more than the hair of his head. He goes on, and my heart fails within me. Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. And so he, um, as I said, invokes the Lord's grace, invokes the Lord's mercy, invokes the Lord's forgiveness, and asks for the Lord to save him. And to come and to to help him, he calls on the Lord for the judgment of the wicked next with a brief imprecatory offering in verse fourteen and fifteen. May all who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, aha, aha, be appalled at their own shame. And then, contrastingly, he calls for blessing on the righteous. He says, but. May all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, the Lord is great. And then David concludes this psalm with a personal prayer of commitment. But as for me, I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. You are my God. Do not delay. And so, Lord, we first must thank you. For the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we say to you directly, thank you that you said, here I am. I have come to fulfill what's written about me in the scroll. And so, Lord, you were the perfect sacrifice, not for anything you had done, but for the sins that we had done. As David said, the sins were more than the hairs on our heads. So, Lord Jesus, we thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this righteous sacrifice of the of Jesus. And Lord, we call on you for forgiveness of our sins. We call on you for blessings on the righteous. We ask you, Lord, that you would deliver us from trouble. And we say with David that you are our God. We will proclaim your greatness in the days that we have, Lord, in the midst of those who surround us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.